when we're in our own head worrying about ourselves, we're quite used to that. The big Neo in the Matrix shift for me happened when I took a deep breath and, and you know, Brian Tracy, Jason Mark Campbell in his book, Vision from Mayan Valley and many other incredible entrepreneurs and salespeople that I look up to, they see things very differently. For them, a sales call is simply a conversation with someone that they're curious to get to know about. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hi there, listeners of the Selling with Love podcast. This is your host, Jason Mark Campbell. I'm running a little competition as we're trying to get more people to discover this podcast and the work that inspires those to sell with love more. And the best way to do this is to leave reviews, both on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And for those of you who leave a review when listening to this episode, I would ask you to take a screenshot of your review and send it to me at jason at jasonmarkcampbell.com. And in doing so, I'm going to give you a set of meditations that you can use to get into the state of selling with love, whether it's connecting with your buyer, affirmations before making calls, or any kind of outreach. These will empower you to be feeling powerful and to be able to do it from a place of love. It is a reward for supporting the show, being a loyal listener, and of course, being able to give more to my amazing audience. Thank you for always showing up, listening, and being inspired by the amazing guests that I get to interview and I get to share their message with you. So again, just leave a review. Take a screenshot of the review. This can be done on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts and email it directly to me, jason at jasonmarkcampbell.com. Thank you, and now let's get started with our episode. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to the Selling with Love podcast. Very exciting episode today. I have not only a man that is the best person to speak to, if you're looking to live a bigger life and have incredible abundance in your life, he happens to be one of my best friends and someone I cherish dearly for his wisdom, his mentorship, and everything that he provides me as guidance whenever I'm building my business, going towards thinking of doing bigger things. He is that cheerleader, that mentor, and that butt kicker at the same time with amazing ideas when it comes to mindset, sales, building a business, marketing, and so much more. But let me give him better honors with his resume that is so impressive but being a copywriter, public speaker, sales and marketing consultant. Matter of fact, he was the number one head copywriter at Valley of all time, working as a sales consultant for A-lister stars like Dr. Joe Vitale, Dr. Paul Sheely, John Asrath, Lisa Nickel, Marissa Peer, and so much more. The man has fun systems when it comes to sales and marketing, coming from the heart, coming from your own personality. He has been the one reading all the types of books that you would ever want to have within your belt to know how to be abundant, how to make money. Matter of fact, the man runs the Abundance Book Club, which is where he has a crew of people that are doing the same, elevating themselves, and really being abundant and having success in the process. He's also the founder of Overnight Celebrity Intensive, a mastermind for lightworkers, coaches, and authors that are looking to create their six or seven figure passion businesses while doing what they love faster and easier than ever imagined possible. And very excited to announce that he is relaunching one of Mindvalley's fastest growing verticals called The Big Life. And he's relaunching it in a few months. We're going to talk about that at the end. So you'll definitely want to tune in to be some of the first people to find out about this exciting new launch. The man, the legend, the one and only Carl Harvey. Welcome to the show. Yeah, baby. Thanks for having me here, Jason. I'm thrilled to be here. 
And the best bit of that intro was that I'm one of your best friends. That's lovely. Basically, I'm just your mate because you're a number one best-selling author, Selling With Love. So I just like to associate with famous, successful people. But yeah, <laughs> I guess you want to be best mates as well. Uh, joke aside, thanks for having me here. Yeah. Funny story is Carl was there right at the moment of the book launch and really helped me tip the scales to be that bestseller. So I'm so honored and acknowledging of the love you've always shared for helping me, supporting me, all that good stuff. Well, it's great for today as well, isn't it? Sorry to interject, but we did it live. We did a webinar interview. My burning desire that day and that week was to help you get to number one because you deserve it. And the book is salty. And yeah, we did it in real time using, I guess, some of the sales practices and techniques that we'll be talking about today and the mindset in particular. And this is why I thought the best conversation to have today is about mindset itself, right? We talk about mindset. You have to work on your inner game. You have to work on mindset. But I've often been in conversations, and this is going to be me playing a bit of the devil's advocate here, just for anyone listening saying, I'm tired of hearing about mindset. All I need is the strategies that work, the tactics that work. Just give me the ads, give me this, give me that. The whole mindset thing is overrated for success, especially in sales. And we're going to be having a debate and we're going to be arguing. And I know your background is in law. So we have a jury. They're listening in. And the question is, is mindset overrated in success and in sales? And that's going to be what we're going to be talking about. And with this, Mr. Carl Harvey, what would be your opening arguments around this statement? <laughs> Shh. Objection, Your Honor. Mindset, if anything, is significantly underrated and undervalued in sales. Let me elaborate and explain. The very first sales book I ever read, and probably still the best book exclusively on sales, was a book called The Psychology of Selling by Brian Tracy, absolute living legend of the field. And I swear, 80% of that book is exclusively about mindset. Now, when I first read this book, it was when I had a real job. Now, I only ever had a real job for about three and a bit years, but I was working in the city of London in very high-level corporate sales, so selling to CEOs, CFOs, big decision makers in global conglomerates. And like, I guess, many of your listeners, I thought what I was missing was the secret sauce, the script. I just need to know how to close better. Perhaps I haven't watched Wolf of Wall Street enough times. I just need the magical words. However, Mr. Brian Tracy in this book, not only does he dedicate 80% of the book to the psychology of sales, he makes a very compelling argument that your prospects are the people that you are attempting to sell to or influence, whether they're consciously aware of it or if it's unconscious, they will sense your confidence or lack thereof. They will sense your mindset, how much you believe in what you're saying, your products, your service. This is why it's so important to believe in what you're selling. One of the big challenges I had when I had a real job was selling things that I wasn't completely believing in. So therefore, I would naturally, because I'm a nice person, pull punches or hold back or not want to bullshit people and convince them of saying, but when you've got a product or a service that you deeply believe in, I would say the vast majority of your sales success comes from your mindset. A few specific things. You have to be incredibly confident in yourself and the product and service. You have to deeply believe and project that your product or service will be incredibly valuable to whoever you're selling it to. In fact, I believe, Yannick Silver taught me this, a mutual friend of ours, that whatever you sell, you should intend and aim that there is 10x the value given in exchange for what you charge. So for example, if I charge a grand for something, I want to be given at least $10,000 value. Now, back to the key bit here, you could give me the best converting sales script or sales copy in the world. You could say, this is the secret NLP or hypnotic language word. You could put that in front of me. You could give it to 100 salespeople. 
But guess what? The top two or three percent, regardless of the script, they're doing something different. They're projecting themselves differently. They're seeing the service they're giving differently. So, for example, Brian Tracy in that book as well said, you must become the CEO of your own company, even if you're working for someone else. And you must see yourself as a doctor of selling. I was like, what? It's like, picture this. When you go to the doctor, if you're sick, heaven forbid, you're going in and you are holding the doctor as the authority. You're going in and you're asking questions. You describe the pain you're in. You describe your challenges and your symptoms. And then you shut up and listen. And the doctor advises you on what to do. And he sells you a prescription or prescribes a prescription. Brian Tracy says, we need to see ourselves like that. See, most salespeople, their mindset is that of the pauper. Please, sir, please buy something from me. And if you don't, it means something about me. It means that I'm not good enough or that you're judging me. And we turn it into a story about ourselves, which makes us less confident. Instead, when we see ourselves as the expert, the doctor, when I ask you, Mr. Prospect, what challenges are you facing? Like, how's that holding you back from your goals and dreams? What keeps you up at night? What's your big vision? And what's stopping you from getting there? If I see myself as an expert, then I'm asking those questions out of love and compassion and curiosity. Based on your answers, if appropriate, I can then say, well, I've got this product or service that may well help you with this. However, without that mindset and that confidence, I'm not going to get to this part of the sales process. I would have pushed them away. So in short, Mr. Jason Mark Campbell, the idea that mindset in sales is overrated is I believe absolute nonsense. And I'm speaking strongly here. I think you could be technically one of the worst salespeople on earth. But if you had a product or service you truly believed in and you were full of positive energy and enthusiasm and love to get this in the hands of people, that alone would be far more efficient. You'd make more money. You'd make more sales than if you were the most technically gifted salesperson on earth, but you doubted yourself. For someone who wrote a book who speaks about these types of things, it's really hard for me to take the counter position because I have to agree 100% with everything you're saying right now. And it's fascinating because at the same time, I do think of the times I'm like, yeah, I just need these processes. And I've executed processes or at least developed because you know me, I'm a big fan of the technology, right? The automation, the scale. And I've seen myself build these tools without having the heart in it, without having the mindset in it. Just thinking about like, oh, this would be just so cool to deploy and see, but I'm forgetting who I'm serving, who I'm loving, who I'm having the positive mindset, that positive impact I want to make on the people. And I think that ends up being again in the mindset. But you did say something interesting that I want to kind of dig a bit, because if I'm listening to this and I'm like, if the people are confident, if I was more confident, but I'm not that type of person and I can't speak like you, Carl, like you have this experience and everything. So it's hard for me to kind of be in this mindset and if I feel there's things that are in the way. So what typically gets in the way for us to be this enthusiastic, loving person? Well, that's a really great and deep question. First, I would say, argue for your limitations and they're yours. So if you're hanging on to a story that says, I haven't got confidence, I'm no good at this, and you keep repeating and projecting that out, well, then guess what? That literally becomes your reality more and more and more. So number one is you have to open to something new and stop selling stories about yourself or sales or your business that are not helping you. I would start by clearing that out. From there, confidence is developed in a number of ways. But one of the biggest dichotomies or paradigm shifts that I had with selling was this was my Neo in the Matrix moment. The first few years of me selling, it was all about me on every level. I need to hit my numbers, otherwise I'm in trouble. I need to make the sale, otherwise I'm no good at sales. I need you to be nice to me, Mr. Prospect, otherwise I will feel sad and depressed and rejected and no good. 
it's all about me. And then if I made a sale, it really wasn't about, yay, I've helped you, client. It was, thank God for that. I've made a sale. I'm okay. Right? And there's nothing wrong necessarily starting out, but obviously that is not the highest level of service that I could give. The problem is that's safe because when we're in our own head worrying about ourselves, we're quite used to that. The big Neo in the matrix shift for me happened when I took a deep breath and, you know, Brian Tracy, Jason Mark Campbell in his book, Vision from Mayan Valley and many other incredible entrepreneurs and salespeople that I look up to, they see things very differently. For them, a sales call is simply a conversation with someone that they're curious to get to know about. There is no attachment to making a sale or it going a certain way. The focus goes from on me to on them. So I'd be like, what, you know, what's your goals? What's your dreams? What's stopping you? How long have you had this? What have you already tried? Like, what does it mean to you if you do achieve this goal? What does it mean to you if you don't? Every question is directed about them. I'm genuinely seeing, can I help this person? Can I serve them? Have I got a product or service that will match? Do I know someone that has a product or service? If not, but notice the difference. I'm not, even though, yes, the ultimate outcome is I'd love to make a sale if you're the right person. When you're focused exclusively on that, people will feel it. It pushes them away. When you are a master of sales or an expert, it literally, the balance completely switches and I'm looking at them. I'm asking them questions. Jason, you're really good at this as well. Every sales call I've seen you do, you're having a conversation with someone about their goals, about what's holding them back. You know, what have you already tried? What does it mean to you? And then if appropriate, I'll make an offer. And if you say no, it doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It's just on to the next one. And I don't know about you, mate. The rejection was the toughest part for me, the so-called rejection, because I used to be very, very insecure, not confident, very depressed. And I was making 50 or 100 phone calls a day to decision makers for three and a half years. And 95% of them said no, or many of them said, no, you bastard salesman. And then they'd take it out on me. They'd take out their stresses and frustrations on the stranger on the phone. I understand that now. It's like, oh, bless them, human nature. But at the time, it was devastating to me. I took it all so personally. So, I mean, really, anyone here that's struggling with a sense of confidence or I'm being rejected, like, trust me, lovingly, I don't think it would have ever been as bad as I had. It. I literally couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I was, you know, not to be a giant girl's blouse about it. There were days where I was waking up weeping. I just could not face being told no and rejected again and again. But then I had this switch. It's like, what if it doesn't actually mean anything about me? What if I can turn this into a game where, you know, I'm doing my best to hit my numbers or to make sales or grow my business, but it's just a game. Like, so me and Jason, we play a game called Borderlands with each other internationally. And, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. Like, we want to win. We ain't playing around. We're committed. We're serious. But if we die, it's still a game. We still laugh it off and we'll come back tomorrow and we'll try and do better. For some reason, most people... They can play a game or they can play a sport or there's a hobby in their life where they can apply this championship mindset, which is I'm going to do my best for agreements. Always do your best, but also a bit of Deepak. I'm not attached to the outcome. There's experiences in your life where you've got this perfect mindset. With the sales, most people struggle. But when, like Jason and I do, you can get that same playful, yeah, I'm committed and we're going to win, but I'm being playful. You bring that energy, turn it into a game, and it really becomes wow, I'm having conversations with people, I'm understanding my market better, and I'm actually helping and serving them, like a doctor or like an expert, and they thank you for it. It's that shift of what's in it for me to how can I serve?
you know, how can I help this person? It's life changing and business changing as well. I think that's one of the greatest things to graduate from, to take it away from the self and to start thinking about the others and then getting over this rejection fear. Because so yeah, how did I've you had do it that? Well. How did well, you do me, that? This is it. I did something similar to you is I was working on the telephones. And if I look back at when I wrote my book, there's a chapter that I speak about where the first time I ever had to do a sales call to a lead who had submitted their information asking for a list of deals, right? So this is a real estate company. And so it's a warm lead. It was a very warm lead. But then I picked up and I had a script. Oh, I didn't have the luxury of incoming leads when I was doing Mars. I had a baby graduation compared to the corporate sales (laughs) stuff that you had to do. But nonetheless, I was terrified for the first call, right? Like I was shaking, I was sweating, and then I had a script. And I remember, I'm just like, hi, this is Jason from Martell's Real Estate. And I just want to let you know that the hot properties are going to come in your emails in the next 24 hours. Is that okay? And then they're like, yeah, that's fine. Click. And I was like, they were supposed to acknowledge so I could move to the next part of the script. And then my boss walked in and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, I think I'm dying. And This is interesting because I had to experience that. And I was so lucky that I experienced it at a young age because after what, 20, 30, 50 calls, anxiety went down from like a level 11 to a level like six. Oh, see, Jason's a mega boss, people. Mine was about 20,000 calls before my level started to drop. I wasn't doing the type of sales you were doing neither. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, on the phone, hardcore. It's funny though. So my stepdad's Dell's. As Jason mentioned earlier, I did a law degree. I was going to be a lawyer in my head my whole life. Got the degree, finishing the top 5% of the class. Shocker. Just as I'm about to start being a lawyer, I had what I call one of my first spiritual downloads and a vision, a voice came into my head and said, Carl, are you still pretending you want to be a lawyer? I was like, who said that? So, you know, whether it's my higher self or a deeper part of my soul. So I went to my stepdad, Dell, who Jason met a couple of weeks ago when he was staying with me, he was a self-made millionaire and he was just dating me mother. They're married now, but you know, he had to impress me a bit because I was 23, 24, the oldest son. And I said, mate, look, I've just done the law degree and I've had this strange vision that I'm not supposed to be a lawyer. I've got no clue what I should do. And he gave me some of the best advice I've ever had. He said, go learn how to sell, Carl. Go and work for someone to learn how to sell. And I said, why? He said, a few reasons. Number one, You'll never be short of a job ever. You'll never have to worry about that because every business on earth, if you're a good salesman or sales lady, they're going to want you because every business wants to improve its sales. He was like, number two, sales is the best profession on earth. Like you'll be able to earn more than a lawyer or a doctor quickly if you become good at sales. And number three, which was by far the most valuable to me, and I have transmuted that into millions and millions already. How old am I? 38 He said, sales, you will suffer so much rejection, it will force you to become confident. And he said, listen, it ain't easy, but when you're being told no hundreds of times a day, he said, there'll be a point where that, like Neo in the Matrix, when he stops the bullets, it just bounces off of you. He said, I don't know how long it will take, but at some point, and for me, it was about three, three and a half years, and it was just one day I went into work, same thing, rejection, I'm in my head, I'm stressing, I can't sleep at night, I'm constantly conflicted battling is this right Uh, and all me 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 the next day i literally looked at the phone it was like yoda it was like the absolute worst case is that the stranger says no and that's a two-letter word yeah and it just hit me i was like oh shit i've been causing so much inner conflict because i'm scared of a two-letter word from a stranger like you're a gangster dang and it was just saying shifted doesn't mean that i enjoy being told no although that's rarer and rarer because the better you get at sales, 
the more you realize you actually are serving someone. So if I'm on the phone with someone, I know I can help them. The likelihood is a deal will be done if there's one to be done. But in that moment, and this is what I'm intending to get everyone listening or watching today to experience a little glimpse of is what if every fear I've got about selling every story I've told is a justification for being scared of a two letter word from a stranger. So for example, for me, if I hit my sales goals, I get to travel the world. I get to look after my family and my mama and my brother and my lover. I get to drive nice cars. My auntie just moved house. My favourite auntie, Shirley May, shouts her. Jason knows her. I just bought her a giant flat screen TV, loads of furniture for a new house, a new car. Because, truly, I'm not scared of that two-letter word anymore. If all you learned from this call was you wrote a note and you literally say to yourself, dear me, it might not be today, it might not be next week, but when I continue on this path, there will be a day when I wake up and I'm just not scared anymore. And in that moment everything shifts because that's the mindset and the confidence we're talking about. It's not, I'm the best salesperson in the world or I've got the very best products on earth. Although you might have, it's simply, I've got saying I'm in love with and I'm enthusiastic about, and I ain't scared to share it with you. And that's my job. If I want to grow this business, my job is to share the love and enthusiasm I've got. And the less time you spend getting down on yourself or worried or upset, the more time you're going to be spending moving. But the biggest thing which I know I've mentioned a couple of times, but it's that lack of fear. Just like, actually, I'm not worried about that anymore. It doesn't mean that life's immediately easy or that there's never a challenge again, if only. But what it does mean is something shifts within you and you just become a bigger boss. And it's like, yeah, my job is to sell this thing, this widget, this product, this service. And there's almost certainly going to be people that tell me no, but that's the game. And when that shifts, it's all positive energy from there and exciting and fulfilling. And like my boy, you can... You know, you can follow your inspiration, write a brilliant book, put it out there without fear of rejection. And, you know, I'm sure there were many challenges in launching a book, getting it to number one the first time. But you did it in such a high vibe and with so much positive enthusiasm that people wanted to help you. They wanted to buy the book. They wanted to buy multiple copies because of that lack of fear and the service. And I believe, Jason, not to put words in your mouth, but if someone's a salesperson, they read your book and apply at least some of the ideas in it, it's going to benefit them, right? They're almost certainly going to get a return on investment on the, would you charge for this, 20 bucks? 20 bucks, depending on hard or soft cover. Ooh, signed copy. Yeah, 20 bucks. And imagine that. So price versus value. This is going slightly off piece. But if someone says, I don't want your book, Jason, it's a bit expensive. I'd say, well, compared to what? You know, I'm asking you for $20 to invest in this book, but what would one new client mean to you? What would one idea that triggers a new way of seeing your business or letting go of an old challenge or it inspires you to re-engage an old client. How many deals would you have to make to get a return on investment on $20? And then immediately, you've got people thinking in a new way. So this is another big thing about having a boss sales mindset. It's our job to lead the conversation. I was terrified of this when I was young, selling to CEOs, because I thought, you know more than me. They probably did, but I was putting them on a pedestal. I was like, you're so smart and perfect and I can't possibly have an opinion because I'm new. But then I realized, even though he's a CEO, he's got big problems. He's got bigger problems than me, big challenges. He's got big goals. He needs help. So then if I come along, I think I can help you in principle. Can we talk about that? He will listen or she. It's the shift in mindset. If all you take from this call is you can see yourself as a purveyor of something high value that solves problems or helps your prospects and project that and take yourself out of the equation, I mean, you'll immediately sell more and enjoy the process too. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Mr. Carl Harvey. I have one more question though I want to ask is if people want to take action, they want to be able to continue to learn from amazing stuff that you share because you get to not only share your wisdom, but you actually interview a lot of amazing people as well. Big Life is coming back. Can you tell us more about what's coming up? It is. So if you go to www.thebiglife.com, launching early August, every week, world-class trainings with the biggest stars of personal growth, entrepreneurs, and world-class big life livers. So for example, John Asaraf is going to be the first show, Dr. Paul Sheely, Jack Canfield, Jirek Robbins, Tony Robbins' son, just confirmed this morning, Mark Victor Hansen, JV Crumb the third, Yannick Silver, Vishen Lakiani from Mind Valley, Jason Mark Campbell, and many, many more. So basically every week we'll do an hour of training on how to live a bigger life, and it's completely free. So if you go to thebiglife.com, put your name and email in, you'll get that for free when we launch. But Jason, I had one little last action step I'd love to give your people, if I may. This was how I developed confidence in sales the most. It's simply the practice of creative visualization. So what you want to do, especially before you go to bed at night, is whatever sales you're doing the next day, before you go to bed, take a few relaxing deep breaths, close your eyes, and imagine your sales calls tomorrow going perfectly. Now, not anticipating the problems, not thinking about what could go wrong. And it takes a bit of practice, but your job is simply to imagine they answer the phone and they're thrilled to hear from you. And then you go through the presentation, you're asking the questions, and your job is to imagine it going as perfectly as possible. See what you'll see, hear what you'll hear, and especially feel how good it feels to be that confident and to make the sale. And before you go to sleep, Make sure you see or imagine yourself closing the deal. The deal is done. The contract signed or they've sent you the money, however you do that, and then feel how good it feels to have already made that sale. Then let go and go to bed. When you repeat that, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Your subconscious mind and subconscious beliefs begin to be reprogrammed. And whatever we envision and out and picture again and again is likely to manifest. Napoleon Hill said, I think you'll grow rich. If you're watching a video, you can see it just in the corner there. By no man is familiar, our dominant thoughts are acted upon by the subconscious mind, although they have to be repeated over and over and over before they're acted on by the subconscious. So when you tell the story, sales is really hard, people reject me, and that's a dominant thought over and over, it's true. If you can do this every night and imagine yourself making sales, that becomes your dominant thoughts, and you get to tap into that think and grow rich magical energy where the synchronicities come, the ideas, the people, the resources... That's the power of visualization, and it's crucial for sales, I would say. Fantastic. Now, if you pay close attention, biggest things I take away from this conversation, first off, love every time I get to have a chance to speak with Carl, so thank you so much for sharing. For me, the biggest number one is the case is closed. The mindset is not overrated for success in sale. It is underrated. It is more than the majority of what you do need to work on because nothing else works unless you've worked on that first. You want to be able to self-confidently. We talked about how when you get to a certain level and you practice, you stop being so focused on the self and you start being focused on the others, serving, providing, realizing that you need to be a sales professional, act like a professional, like a doctor. You're not going there like, oh, people know you're curious in the people. I've noticed the word curiosity came out so often, being curious and solving other people's problems. Make sure you have that innate curiosity. And then yes, we all have that fear of rejection and we almost have to earn our stripes. I know I've done a lot of telephone sales that got me there. Carl did the same thing. And for a lot of people that I know he suggests as well is going out there talking to people. Even though it's scary, there's a moment that 
that it clicks and it all becomes better. But you have to put out there, it's not going to be comfortable if you get started, but if you're using practices and understanding that the mindset is important, the creative visualization that Carl suggests at the end is a perfect way to prime yourself in a great way mentally and then going out there and doing some fantastic things. Once again, Carl, thank you so much for sharing all the wisdom. Great to have you on the show. Congratulations on the relaunch of The Big Life. If you're still tuning in, your next action step is go to thebiglife.com, T-H-E-B-I-G-L-I-F-E.com. It's going to be a fantastic show, and I really, really am a big supporter for Carl. He's been a big support for me, and we're both going into big places. It's great to have allies along the way. Thank you all for listening, and until next time, keep selling with love. Peace. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast.